ahead and launch. Uh, welcome everyone to our Ignite Broker Connect. We're very, very honored as always to have our broker partners with us and obviously the wholesale team, they do an amazing job and we're going to turn it over to them. I'll interject and blurt here and there as I get some sort of brain splash of something uh, to ask Dave. Dave is an old buddy and I'm not sure, Holly, if you want to introduce him or Al wants to, inter- okay, so you're going to do, because I could just go on and on about Dave and then you'd be like, daylight's burning. Let's get this show on the road. Anyway, thank you to our partners our wonderful Vice President, Holly Matson. If we could all just see everybody do the way for Miss Holly, we appreciate her so much. Holly, I'll let you take it from here. Well, before we get to Dave, I know that Al would like to welcome all of our partners, Al Heglinski, the SVP overall of Wholesale. So I'll let you go first, then I'll pick up. Thanks, Holly. As uh, Sarah just mentioned, we appreciate everyone spending a couple minutes of time with us this afternoon. Um, this is our third podcast, uh, third month in a row that we've, uh, you know, we're attempting to bring some value to our mortgage uh, partners. You know, and, and we started with Steve, uh, felt like the, the story of Fairway and Fairway Wholesale Lending was a great starting point. And we spent a little time with Barry Habib last month, you know, talking about just the, the different economic indicators um, and, and what we can potentially expect from the interest rate environment. And, and here we are with Dave Savage, you know, talking more about loan origination. What, what are some things that we should be doing as originators? So in this session, these podcasts are, are totally geared to provide value to our, our, our partners. You're the lifeline of our business. And as we look forward this year, um, we want your input on, on what's next. You know, what's the next topic? Um, our goal with these podcasts is to continue to arm you with knowledge and, 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 and education. Um, what to be focused on in a changing landscape in front of us. So again, thank you for your time. We know your time is valuable. Uh, we got about 30 minutes on the clock right now. So Holly, back to you and, and we'll let you introduce Dave. All right. So I'm so excited to have Dave Savage with us. He's the founder of Mortgage Coach. He has 30 years of mortgage industry experience. He's regularly the keynote speaker at MBA Tech, Sales Mastery, Mastermind Summit, um, if you've watched his videos, which I have, he's, he's, he's on Facebook and LinkedIn, um, facilitating mortgage coach. He's here to help producers, loan officers, yourselves, um, to grow your business and give you some tips. Um, and I'm really excited for what he's going to bring to us today. So Dave, take it away. Oh, you're on mute. We, just, right. we just wanted to make sure we got to say it. Every Zoom call we get to say one time. Say it. You didn't. You didn't have to say it. I saw it as I started talking. But <laughs> guys, like, oh yeah, that mute thing, mute button. Yeah, right. No, it it is a big honor to be here. I've also been on this stage multiple times at different fairway events, and and I see some familiar names here. I'm looking at the audience, and I see some folks that I know. So hello. Uh, I do want to make this as interactive as you guys want to make it. So from the audience, we would love your questions. I, you know, while I once upon a time many years ago was a top producing originator that ran a team that did hundreds of loans a year and, you know, built a company that had a lot of loan officers. To me today, my role is I interview a lot of loan officers. I am the CEO and founder of Mortgage Coach, but I consider one of the three most important jobs I have is, is to find amazing, successful originators that are closing hundreds of loans a year 
Uh, and now I'm not saying if you're not closing 100 loans a year, you're not a top producer. I do think, you know, like 50 loans a year, that's a really good number that everybody should strive for. Not everybody wants to do 100. Not everybody wants to do 200. And that's okay. But I think when someone gets to that level of success, it's a best practice. Like they have figured out how to solve closed loans. And remember, guys, we're in the loan business. There's only two kinds of loans, loans with problems and loans with solved problems. So when you close that many loans, you learned how to solve problems at scale. And you've learned how to like, okay, I'm generating leads consistently. I'm converting leads consistently. And, and it's best practice. So I'm going to bring some best practices to bear in the market today. Uh, I'm going to focus mostly on purchases because it's a, you know, I do think there's real refi opportunity in the market. Cash out refis, debt console refis. We are going to touch on that. And I, and I do think I'm not here to, you know, get into predicting interest rates, but I interviewed Dan Rawich yesterday and, and I know Barry Habib says the same thing. Hey guys, we could see another dip in interest rates. So we got to kill it with purchases, but we also need to be smart with our databases because guys, if you're not doing annual reviews, you don't have a client for life business. If all you're doing is hunting for new loans and you're not making sure that you're loving on your database and you're doing the right things in your database, it's not a client for life platform. So, so I want to talk about that. Um, Sarah and Kevin, you know, Holly, Al, you know, ask me questions. If you see something from the audience, let me know. Um, but let's, let's just start with winning in a bidding war. So when I, when I, yeah, interview, let's, start, let's start with that. That's kind of a big deal. Just kind of, kind of a big deal. <laughs> like so, everywhere. I just saw a home in California. I'd love to hear it from the chat room. What, what you're seeing as far as overbidding, just someone in California, uh, it was a million over list price. And yeah. again, it was, you know, up in uh, around San Francisco, but insanity, right? It, so it is from you guys in the chat, what you're, what you're seeing for your maximum bid over list price. And, and I'm going to give you and another question. Market, and what market? And if you put it in the chat, I have a, I have a gift for you that I'll send you, but you have to Ooh. actually respond in the chat. All right, back to you, Dave. I'm, and I'm going to give you another opportunity to win. So if you don't want to answer that question, you can also ask, tell us how many offers are you usually competing with? And so, and I ask those questions for all the interviews that I do right now. And I'm interviewing top producers multiple times a week. And I have yet to tell me that they're competing less than six offers all the time. It's a dozen or so. And, and everybody's got a story, Will. And that one deal was 25, 50, 60. So it's highly competitive out there. Uh, and then when I ask loan officers, how much harder are purchases this year than last year? The answers range from twice as hard, five times as hard to 10 times as hard. So, so with, with that being said, how do you win in a bidding war? And, and I'm just going to give you a really simple playbook that I've, I've just heard over and over and over. Remember, from America's most successful loan officers, that are, they're killing it. They're scaling. And so, so, so first and foremost, when I hear a transactional loan officer versus a loan officer that's killing it, it's like they have a different job. Like yeah. the transactional loan officer, I have great rates. I close loans at X amount of times, and I keep my promises. Guys, that's table stakes. To be a loan officer in today's market, you need to do those three things. When I talk to the people that are killing it, they're talking about, you know what my job is? It's to help realtors make more money. It's to help make the realtor's job easier. 
It's to help getting fence sitter buyers off the fence, making a winning offer and making the realtor's job happier. That's like, they got a different job. Like their job is, you know, they're able to describe to a realtor that if you refer someone to me, yeah, I'm going to pre-qualify him. Yeah, I'm going to close it on time. But you know what? I'm going to get that buyer emotionally and mentally prepared to make a winning offer. And, and, and in today, and to do that in this market, there's a couple of things you need to do. One, you need to really understand the consumer's why. Like, why do you want to buy this house? Why do you want to buy it now? So you got to go from transactional questions that help you pre-qualify to emotionally why the consumer wants to buy a house right now. And then, and then you need to get them safe and comfortable with making an offer over asking price. And you got to get them safe and comfortable that whether it has an appraisal gap or not, they need to be comfortable that, you know what, I'm, I'm cool. Like plan A is we're going to buy it for the price we want and it doesn't have appraisal gap. Plan B is we're going to pay a little more than we want and it's going to have an, a, a little appraisal gap. And you know what plan C is? We're going to pay as much as we are willing to pay and it's going to have a bigger appraisal gap. And the consumer needs to understand that before they make the offer. And so I, I see so often loan officers just focusing on transaction and not focusing on the borrower expectations, the borrower's emotional clarity. I want you to write down these two words, clarity and confidence. They need to be clear and confident to make the winning offer. And then of course, you got to collaborate with your agent on like, what is, what's the winning offer? And here's, and here's another thought too, Dave. I know over the years, I've known Dave 35 years, a really long time. Jeez. More than two, de three decades, guys. <laughs> Think about that. Before we always say before electricity, but I want to say to you guys, you know, we're always talking about how you brand yourself, how you're presenting yourself to the realtors and Today, one of the things I would say is one of my expertise as a loan officer is that you're an offer strategist. Woo, Ooh, Dave, you can see that. Offer strategist. I know exactly what you're going to do with that. Oh, you're that's going to go on social media. I'm not I already, like, yeah. And by the way, it's my idea. I no. Sorry if I don't give you credit for it. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But anyway, you could take it and steal it. I just thought of that. I was like, wow, because we're always branding ourselves, right? Of what we are, what we offer. Today, you need to be an offer strategist in addition. So keep rolling, Dave. No, you're, you're good. And I'm, I'm going to pull some things from interviews that I've had where it's, it's the appraisal gap strategy, uh, low appraisal insurance. By the way, you guys want to know what low appraisal insurance is? It's single premium MI or some type of MI, monthly MI. You know, so, so think of how you can use MI whatever type of MI you have available to you yeah. to help a consumer be comfortable with an offer. So, so I just want you to write that down. Plan A is go beyond the transaction, help the family understand plan A, plan B, plan C. And by the way, best of breed is three options. It's not two options. It's not one options. It's three options. And, and so you get them comfortable. And then this is not a new idea. You've all heard this before call the listing agent. But you know what the difference is between people that are struggling and people that aren't is the people that are killing it, they're doing it consistently and they're doing it effectively. Like I interview loan officers all the time 
um, that are saying, oh, they won't call me back. Oh, I can't get them on the phone. And you know what? I interview loan officers all the time to say, I get them all on the phone. I talk to all of them. And if I don't, you know, some of them I don't talk to them, but I'll send them a video. You know, I'll do a, I'll text, do a text video. I'll do a bomb bomb video or some competitor of bomb bomb. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's the other thing. And I want to talk about, I'll give you some scripting and I'm sure you've got some ideas on this too, Sarah, on how to get a realtor on the phone and how to do it effectively. But I also want to remind you guys, when I interview the best of the best, they're saying there's never been a better time to recruit realtors. So, so you want to get that realtor on the phone because you want to increase the chances of your pre-approval, your buyer winning. Um, but you also want to do it because you want to, you want to recruit that realtor. You're on an audition and you, if you play it right, you can ooh, get more meetings. Ooh, every call should be seen as I'm auditioning. Boom. Yeah. You're on an audition for that agent and you're going to blow them away with your professionalism. <laughs> Holly's like, I knew she would dance anyway, but that's a great, that's such a great, another little tagline is every single call that you make. Hey, it's audition time. We used to say it's showtime, right? Yep. Auditioning. I love I, that. Keep going. I like that. So and, here and, and a strategy to get that realtor on the phone is not to call him and say, hey, I just drove by your personal residence and it looks like it's on fire. Call me back. That's not a strategy. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> so, so, and, and, and by the way, one of the most common mistakes I hear loan officers doing is they call the realtor and say, hey, this is Dave Savage at blank mortgage. Guys, don't start with your name. Start with the address. They, they know the address. Oh, I'm calling regarding blank address. Yeah. My name is such and such. Now, that to me is an absolute best practice. If you're calling and starting with your name and you're not starting with the address, I think that's a mistake. Always start with the address. Now, I'm going to give you some more best practices, but there's some subjectivity. Can I ask a question? Bring it. Is it when you know you're representing the buyer and you're trying to get that offer accepted, are you better off doing a video first, Dave, before you make that? No, I, I, I think that's a subjective thing. I, I know loan officers that are doing that and it works. And I know loan officers that aren't doing that and it works. So, I mean, I kind of lean towards trying to get into human action first. And then I lean towards whether you talk to the person or not, give them a video. Because you, you really want to show them, you know what, I'm this modern originator that's leveraging modern technology to communicate in a way that's effective for you. So that's, but I think that's a subjective opinion. Uh, now, here's, here's some subjectivity. I interviewed a super successful loan officer that closes over 500 loans a year and, you know, market leader in the market that she serves. And her script was, you know, I'm calling regarding X address. My name is Y in a really friendly cool voice. And it's important that you call me back. It was pretty vague. Now I have talked to loan officer. And by the way, she says, I get lots of callbacks. No one's mad. Remember market leader, people probably know who she is anyways, but she's been pretty vague about why to call me back. Uh, and it works. Now I've interviewed more loan officers where it's like, you know what? I want to put a little more meat on the bone. I want to show a little more transparency about why I'm telling them to call back, but you know what? I don't want to give them everything because I want them to call me back. I want to have a human interaction with them. Uh, so so my, my advice, experiment, like what's right for you? I mean, I always think like it's a good, when you hear guys like me and you listen to interviews with people I interview, that works 
for them. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You got to take these best practices and then turn them into your best. But, but the, the, hopefully the takeaway from at least what I'm sharing is give three options. Your job is not to close a loan. Your job is clarity and confidence in the consumer to make a winning offer. Call the realtor, start with the address, get them to call you back. If no one's calling you back, it's you. Like there are loan officers that are getting people to call them back. And then I like what you said. Um, if you can't get them on the phone, send them a video. And even if you can get them on the phone, send them a video. Sarah, anything to add to that? Yeah, I was just thinking through, you know, again, um, from the strategy to get that offer accepted. I love that where you're noting the address. Also, I think it's really, really important. And I want Holly and, and Al to talk about this is making sure how rock solid that approval is up front, right? And pending the appraisal. So maybe, you know, again, when you're calling the listing agent, you want to say same as, hey, you know, not being a cheese ball, but same as cash. I mean, <laughs> so Holly, now why don't you address it? I think that's critical. You have to have that in your, we talk a lot about tool belt, what's in your tool belt. That's one of your tools with, with Fairway Wholesale. You want me to take it? Happy to take it. So yeah, I mean, we do credit only underwrites. We do TBDs, you know, for the borrower. And so if you're, they're out shopping, having that ability to say I'm pre-qualified, um, been, been approved through, through my wholesale lender, however you want to word it, that's great to take to an agent. They know that they're shopping with a borrower who actually is able to purchase um, when they're competing offers and you're competing against a borrower who's not even made application yet. Um, so Absolutely, we're here for that. So remember guys, if you have questions, put them down below. I mean, I could give a lot, well, not a lot. I think more best practices on this, but I think the, the two that I gave you give a family options, plan A, plan B, plan C, get a hold of the agent. It's, it's the cornerstone to success. And then, and then remember, you're, you're, you should be focused on recruiting agents right now. There's never been a better time to do so because agents are struggling. Agents don't have offer specialists. They don't have loan officers that can do appraisal insurance, appraisal gap insurance. So um, check out uh, some of the resources that are available to you through Fairway, uh, the Ignite Broker Connect, check that out. Uh, mortgage coach, you know, uh, you're invited to our YouTube channel and our Facebook group, just, you know, either in Facebook, go mortgage coach or, or go in our Facebook's mortgage coach, YouTube is mortgage coach and lots of gold for you guys. So Sarah, before we jump off this bidding war topic and we, we go on to some other ideas and strategies, anything you want to add? You know, I just, again, I think you have to think about yourself today. We, we talk about this all the time, Dave, right? Just being that mortgage advisor. And then within that mortgage advisor, what is your specialty? What, what are you as the broker? What are you really specialized in? Uh, obviously, it could be that offer specialist. It can be, you know, if you're doing, I know we're going to be talking about this, Holly, now, with regards to renovation, if you're the renovation specialist, you know, and, and you can have a number of those things on uh, your digital business card to share and make sure that you're sharing it with agents all the time, that you're a credit, uh, whatever you guys call it, you know, people call it different things, 
But I think about we um, have a tool within Fairway and it's credit improvement, right? And that, there's a huge need for that and you're incubating those people. Um, that's a tool that you can utilize to you know, make sure an offer gets accepted with a builder because you've got lead time to improve that credit. So it's really so much about what is your specialization and how can you set yourself above versus just being like you said, being transactional, Dave. That, that game, that's over. That's a given for every loan yeah. officer. That's just a given. So I want everybody to write down an acronym and then I'm going to give you a, I mean, a massive idea that can differentiate you in the marketplace. I want you to write down W-A-C-D in all caps, W-A-C-D. Uh, now, most people in the lending industry don't know this acronym, but I can assure you if you were in the retail space, you've, you've been studying this acronym. Like if you Google this, it'll pull up what Amazon can't do. Now, now Amazon is not in the mortgage business at this point, not but yet. And, yeah, not yet, but, but guys, we're in housing. So add a Z, W-A-Z-C-D-U. You need to do what Amazon and Zillow can't do. And you know what they can't do? They can't connect at a human level with a family. They can't do a financial makeover for a family. Like they'll be really good at automating transactions, you know, like doing prequels, closing loans on time, you know, machine can do that. But if you're local and you're referral based, you need to be able to meet with a family. And by the way, if you get really good at this and in the mortgage coach community, we teach loan officers how to do this, that you meet with a homeowner and, or a renter. And it's kind of a different conversation. I'm not going to, I don't know if we'll have enough time to get into how to do a rent versus own analysis and how to turn a first time home buyer into someone that's going to make a winning offer. But let's just assume you're going to go you're going to be able to make an offer to all your realtors and you're going to be able to go to all your past customer database and you're going to be able to ask them a series of questions and it's going to go to one of two different directions. It's going to go a move up analysis. Like you're going to be able to make a case that, you know what, it's time to move up based off of your belief of what appreciation rates are going to do based off of your belief of what interest rates are going to do based off of what you qualify for right now based on how much equity you have. I mean, there's a lot of families that don't know it, but they're sitting on so much equity that they could buy a new home, a bigger home, use that equity and actually lower their monthly payments. Or they could use, you know, buy the home, they qualify for 5% down, put that money in the bank and increase their net worth by hundreds of thousands of dollars over time. Like if you are not a Jedi master at doing a move up analysis, Guys, you're not doing what Amazon and Zillow can't do. They can't do that. They can't connect with a family and go, okay, based on how you answer these questions, this is what moving up looks like. And then the other fork in the road is, hey, based off how you answer these questions, look at how we could consolidate some debt. Look at how we could take some cash out, do some home improvement, uh, you know, like a financial makeover. And, 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 and it can go three directions. It could go like, you know what? That was such a valuable service but I don't want to do anything. And that's okay. If you help enough people, like, should I move up? Should I do cash out debt consult, some type of hybrid refi, or should I do nothing? Like if you can get really, 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 really good at that, who cares about Amazon mortgage? Who cares about Zillow mortgage? Who cares that every real estate company owns a mortgage company? 
because you know what? They will do good transactions. They will have people that work for them in a machine that can do a transaction. So, so that would be kind of my closing thought. I think this is this a 30 minute session that we have right now, or is it going to go longer than that? We're well, 30, but uh, we can't. Okay. Go so it's, it's actually three hours and 47 minutes. Okay. Well, then we're just getting Everyone started. settle in, just get a drink. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but we got four more minutes in, and, and I would just push you to get clear on you know, W, A, Z, C, D, your business, uh, you know, your, your, by the way, this is part of it. You got to always be educating yourself. You got to always be learning. But if you, if you're not really a master at that, I would just push you guys to getting good at that. Cause the best loan officers in America that I interview, they're, they're advisors and they're doing that. And, and they really don't care whether Amazon gets in the mortgage business or not. Anything to add to that, Sarah? Or Kevin, or yeah, uh, you know the again. You hear it. You guys hear it all the time, and I I know that you understand this. But um, service, 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 service uh, attached to that specialization and that branding uh, are so important. And I know you guys already know that. But Dave, it's again being the mortgage advisor, taking the time upfront with the borrower. So you really understand their financial picture and that you're, you know, potentially Dave, we've talked about this for years and you brand yourself as this, uh, you're restructuring their debt. You're setting up their budget. Again, you're not a financial planner. Maybe you are in addition, but you're adding so much value uh, to the situation and you're, you're fast on the response. And you also have that strategy with the listing agent and with the selling agent. So those are just a couple components. I mean, you just have to see yourself as the consummate professional. So Jason had a so, good question here. Oh, did someone else want to say something before I answer? Well, as, as I said before, yeah, before we go to before we go to Q and A, real quick. You know, I mean, the one big glaring thought is, you know, we've really looked the last three to six months. We're coming out of this this just endless supply of refi business, and it's really you know, what I've heard and I've heard spoken to the fairway retail community a lot is sharpen the game, you know, and, and, and start competing in arenas where others don't necessarily know a game's going on. I mean, that's a big slogan of ours, Sarah, right? Compete in an arena where others don't even know that, that, yeah. that a competition is going on. And as, as just go back to these last three podcasts, you know, we started with Steve and Steve sharing a little bit about the secret sauce of fairway. It's really being great support for our originators, you know, and challenging our originators to learn new systems. And I think we talked a little bit about the, the Fairway Ignite coaching platform and, and just really what that is, it's, it's sharing systems. You know, Dave, you talked about there's a difference between an originator out there and the top performers, you know, and, and the difference from the things that I'm seeing is this one word, it's systems, you know, whether it's being a great, um, you know, at, at, at these conversations with the listing agent, whether it's being great at, at uh, presenting different options, you know, go back to Barry Habib's session that we had the other day, whether, whether it's being great at presenting options is, you know, cash out refis, consolidating their debt, renovation type loans. Now is this time that we can, as a lending community and particularly as originators can position yourself as specialists. You know, and, and really separate yourself from the competitors. And 
you know, David, kind of just exciting to hear that, that thought just, you know, constantly sharpening our game, you know, and, and I think that the coaching platform, whether it be working with, you know, uh, you know, just an expert like Dave Savage or working with um, our, our fairway ignite, it, it needs to be a staple of the originators daily practice. What are the systems that you're doing, you know, and, and how are you improving your game? Because, you hear it day in, day out. We see it. The automation that you just talked about with Amazon and Zillow, that is, that's real. It's attacking our business. But there's so much opportunity to be market specialists, you know, and, and, and work on the relationship that people appreciate that. And I think that will continue to, you know, help people sustain volumes that we saw over the last 12 months. Everybody likes those volumes that we saw. You know, now we have to earn it. Now we have to find our niche in the industry. And again, systems in constantly improving our game. So, sorry, okay. David, we can go into no, Q&A now. That was- no, I'm going to tack onto that one thing, Al, to, to help is our ask desk. This is a great opportunity to plug the ask desk. So as an LO, if you're helping a, a borrower, real estate agent structure a deal, and you're not sure about certain guidelines, questions, what Fairway allows, the best way to attack it, ask at fairwaywholesalelending.com will help. Just send in your, doesn't have to be a loan that is currently in our pipeline, doesn't have to be a loan that's locked with us, just a scenario question um, and, and appear to like, and be the expert for, for your agent and for your customer. So I wanted to throw that out. And then I know we're not there yet, but another area of expertise that a lot of people are not touching on is the renovation area. If you're with a listing agent, if you have a borrower who's looking at a house, but not sure it needs a little TLC, that's our next podcast become the renovation expert, become the, the expert that can sell that product and, and close more with the agents because they know that they have a house that's probably not going to sell as is. So that will be in July. I'm backwards here. That's going to be our next one. Yes. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. So, so Jason, I want to answer your question, but before I do that, I want you guys to write down three things. So in addition to the, you know, the acronym, I want you to write down, like if you're helping a first time home buyer, you need to be able to do a rep versus own analysis. And, and by the way, that analysis, the conversation and the deliverable needs to be so valuable that they would just pay you 500 to $1,000 for it. Like, I'm not suggesting that you charge them. I'm just saying like, wow, that was worth money. Uh, I want you to write down move up analysis. You need to be able to help a family who's a homeowner do an analysis like a financial planner, like they got a deliverable. By the way, we do that here at Mortgage Coach. Um, and then I, a debt consolidation analysis. A debt consolidation analysis should be like tangible, interactive, graphs and charts. Uh, we've recently upgraded ours. But those are three services that if you can do those services at such a level that whether the family did a loan with you or not, they considered it to have tangible value. So now my question for you, Jason, and everyone, Jason's asking, like, when should I ask for a referral? And, and how often should I ask for a referral? Because at the end of the day, Jason, what you're saying is, I want more referrals from existing customers. So first of all, my, my answer to you is ask early. Like if you gave a consultation to a first time home buyer and you give them a rent versus own, and it was so valuable, they'd pay money for it. Don't just say, hey, who do you know who's thinking about refinancing or buying a home? Go, who do you know that would appreciate a service like the one I just gave to you. And they would like to get one of these rep versus own. If you just did a, a rate and term refi with them and you 
you gave them a service, an analysis, and you showed them three options, and you showed them how to pay off their home faster and how to, you know, become debt-free 10 years earlier. Like, if your mortgage consultation is a service that's worth money, ask for a referral. And don't, remember, ask, like, who else would want a service like this? And then for any brand new loan officers that are on this, I'm going to give you just a home run right now. Like if you're brand new in the business, I don't want you to just, you know, everybody says, hey, build your list of who you'd invite to your wedding and then just start calling them and asking for referrals. So I want you to build the list. I want you to call them. But when you call your renters, I want you to tell them, you know what? I need you to do me a favor. I'm new in the mortgage business. I, I need to get really good at doing this rent versus own analysis not here to push you on renting or owning. I just need to get really good at this and I want to practice on you. By the way, if there's someone you would invite to your wedding, they're going to let you practice on them. And now you're going to do rent versus own analysis for all your renter friends. And you know what? 20 later, you're going to be better than loan officers that have been doing this for years. And then you're going to call all your homeowner friends. What do realtors need right now? They need listings. And you're going to call your homeowner and friends go, hey, I need to practice my move up analysis. I'm not here to push you to move up. I just need to practice this. Will you let me practice with you? And what's going to happen? You're going to get some move up buyers. You're going to give some realtors some referrals. And you're also going to get really good at this service so that you don't have to worry about Amazon. You're, you're delivering more than mortgages. So hopefully the theme of the half hour with me, at least today, is go beyond the transaction. You want to kill it. You, you need to go from I'm local, I'm referral based. I need to be more than a loan officer. I need to be someone that helps families build wealth with real estate by making smarter mortgage decisions. So those are my final thoughts. I hope you got value from, you know, having me as a guest and, you know, fairway leaders. I hope you're glad that you brought me here and uh, I'll stay for any Q and A, but uh, that's what I got. Hey, Dave, Dave, I got to ask you a question, dude. We had you on for 30 minutes and I didn't hear three letters mentioned. Three letters. What are the three letters? T-C-A. Oh, T-C-A. Well, I was here to serve a total cost analysis. I, I, uh, I love that you're serving, but seriously, this, this team needs to hear the value. Uh, as we've seen many, many top producers over the years, the value of the T-C-A I don't know if you can pull something up quick and show. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And you know, I can always pull something up quickly on my desktop. So, so guys, my, my enemy and my competition is a fee worksheet. I don't care what LOS it came out of. It's rate, it's payment, and it's cash to close. Yeah. And you know what? In my view, it's status quo. It's how most families get into debt. And, and by the way, it doesn't answer all the family's questions. It doesn't help someone make a winning offer. And one thing I am crystal clear on, you're commoditizing yourself. So this is, this is the mortgage coach competition. And my goal is that when a family gets into debt, they get, you called it a TCA. That's an acronym for a total cost analysis. Although you name it yourself. I mean, I know loan officers that like, hey, family, I'm going to give you your personal finance worksheet. Or, you know, I've heard, the, our total cost analysis described a hundred different ways. But at the end of the day, what, what my mission at Mortgage Coach is, is to change how families get into debt in America. Last year, this TCA was delivered um, 1.7 1 .7 million times. 
and it was viewed by 5.5 million families. And I won't rest until over 50% of families are getting this TCA. So take a screenshot of this. Like this is what we power at Mortgage Coach. It's, it's you got to give a family options. It's good for the family. And you know what? It's good for your conversion rates too. And it's good for your referral rates. You got to show the cost of those options over time. It's called transparency. Like when you give a family a transparency of a total cost analysis, it's a good conversion strategy. It's good for them. And then you always got to be giving them strategies. For like rate and term refis, a really easy one is, what if you took your monthly savings and you prepaid your mortgage? How much interest would you save? How much faster would you pay it off? For move-ups, one of the best strategies is, hey, family, what if you moved up and you bought, you know, you financed the home at X and you took some of those proceeds and you invested it, what would that look like in 10 years? So whether you're doing a purchase or a refi for rent versus own, it's like, hey, renter, what if you, you know, what's your rent? How much do you think it's going to go up? But you're, you're always applying these concepts. And then, and then last but not least, you're doing it anywhere and everywhere. Whether that family is meeting you in an office, which is still not happening very often, it will come back. Or whether they're self-educating and they're just, you know, they're in a coffee shop or they're at home on their iPhone or their iPad. You're, you're, you're just always giving a combination of sales strategies and tactics. So Mortgage Coach Total Cost Analysis, check us out, mortgagecoach.com. Ask for a demo. Uh, that does cost some money. Uh, but it's a month-to-month -month commitment. Check us out. And then if you want to get some free value, participate in our Facebook group and our YouTube channel. Thank you, Kevin. Awesome, brother. Thanks, man. All right. Doesn't look like we have any questions. Anything from the group before we sign off? All right, Holly, Al, take us, take us to the finish line. Oh, can I just say one thing? Somebody did, it's not a question, but I know what this is. So somebody just put in the chat, we fight together, Lanny Strong. Thank you all, those of you that know um, Lanny Catapat, who has been with Fairway for a very long time. Those of you that are supporting her and her journey right now, just thank you so much. That meant a lot. So thank you for saying that. Um, we are a family. We are, we're more than just business partners. We know you, you know us, you know our families, we know yours, and that's the kind of relationship that we want to have, and that could not have been more timely, so thank you for bringing up Lanny, but thank you, Dave, for being with us. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not going to steal Al's thunder, but thank you, Sarah and Kevin. Oh, for gosh, such an honor. Thank you for including us. All right. Thanks, partners. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.